Hello, Rob. Good evening. How you doing? Very well, thank you. Yourself? I'm on the beer. I had to have a beer because I'm, I'm technically on holiday after this podcast. We're going oh, away for the weekend. Nice. So I thought I'd just treat myself to a cheeky beer. Oh, who's going to who's going to publish this then? Shall I do it? You might have to. Yeah, yeah. I, I always think about. I always think. Hang on, a minute, there's, there's, there's something missing each every every other weekend. If I'm not there, it's always the podcast. So yeah, you might have to do that. But uh-huh. uh, yeah, um, we're not alone again. This is becoming a habit now. It's not. It's just. It used to be just us, didn't it? But we um, we keep bringing people into the fold, <laughs> as, as you can hear. I like. I like that. <laughs> Hello, <Ben>. everybody. <laughs> it's Ben, or otherwise known as Lover of Tech on YouTube, or Lover of Tech and Lover of Cars. And I tell you what, Ben, why, why don't you just give us a quick intro? Because you, oh. I don't think I've met anyone who does as much stuff as you in this game, ever. I'm. I'm um, some some people say I'm running a version of Android that gives me an unlimited form of multitasking. So that might be the reason why there's more things being done at once. Um, <laughs> hello, everybody. Um, guesting on the podcast, Ben from Lover of Tech Media as a whole. But yeah, that pretty much covers everything related to Lover of Tech, Lover of Cars, the cut down, which is the tech and podcasting channel, as well as Lover of Cameras and whatever else would actually emerge within the entities. So um, pleasure to be here, pretty much more into video content creation across the board, some written stuff, but mainly video as my medium. And it's great to be here with um, Mark and Rob. We first met Ben, didn't we, in, uh, well, in Heathrow Terminal 5, I think it was, but we, we, went, yeah. to, um, <laughs> we went to Berlin, didn't we, for, with Panasonic? Yes, we did. Yes, we did. But legend says we've probably crossed paths before then. I think we, <laughs> we definitely didn't realise. Yeah. yeah, I think we, we probably did yeah. at Box Park in in Wembley back in the the the, 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 the the men's World Cup back in December. Yeah, I think we were probably yeah, there yeah. together then, but obviously didn't know each other yeah. then. But um, yeah. no, it's it's great to have you on, mate. And it's um, Ben's one of those guys here, who you very quickly quickly realise everyone knows, and everyone knows <laughs> for a good reason. It's not bad reasons. I hope so. Um, <laughs> I hope so. Uh, many connections, many um, all sorts of things going on, but it's um, yeah, it's 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 great to kind of uh, yeah to know you really and get you on here. I think also that th- there's you've got the connection with Sam Mobile as well, haven't you? So you do a lot yes. of stuff for those guys. Yes, 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 absolutely. That that came about and that more ret- materialized from specifically July 2021. Yeah. So um, for those that don't know who Sam Mobile are, they're one of the long-lasting blog sites or publications that cover specifically Samsung products and news and services. So, you know, think of your equivalent to maybe Mac rumors, but specifically for Samsung. And um, they've been about for 10 plus years since uh, 2021. So it's 12 years now. And they, they hadn't really ever had a proper video presence, especially not on a consistent basis. And I think they'd been seeing what I was doing on my channel at the time and wanted me to come along and pretty much be their main host and video producer. And yeah, it was good. It was good. It was good. And I think that was something that really stamped itself from like October 2021 onwards. Um, Things are a lot more ad hoc and key moments rather than absolutely everything. But nonetheless, yeah, good relationship with the guys over there. Nice. And... On the, on the outline, talking of Samsung, uh, Rob has put Mad Season for Tech YouTube. That, and, that, um, that was you. Was that me? Did I put that's, that? That's one of yours, yeah. 
I thought you put that. Okay, fair enough. Well, it sounds I like I know what I'm doing. I, I wouldn't know. Not you two. <laughs> Almost sounds like I know what I'm doing, doesn't it? Um, and funny, we were talking about this, Ben, weren't we? On because we saw each other on uh, Sunday when the we were watching the the England's women women's fi- final, which was yes, yes an amazing yes. event at Bo- again at Box Park. But um, thanks to yep. the Pixel, thank you Google Pixel. Um, but it was yeah, pretty pretty sad way to end the tournament. But well, yeah. they, they did us proud, didn't they? Let's let's just say yeah, that. Yeah, it was it was so it was such a good match, man. It was such a good match. It was it was electric. They, they could have easily won first. They hit the crossbar first. And it's what happens in football, man. You know, and it's it's men or women at that level. You know, you've got to take the chances and it just comes weird. But regardless, it was electric. Um, a bit early because of the time difference. I think we all looked like we were in zombie mode. So even even all the Google, um, you know, staff members that were there supporting, they just looked like, you need more time in bed, don't you? It's like, yep, I think we all do. It was, it was such good. weird timing. They had a free bar as well, didn't they? Like they had it during the men's final. But the men's final oh, was all at kind of drinking type times. But a free bar yeah. at 9.30am felt a bit weird. <laughs> I didn't use it, by the way, until a bit later. But, um, <laughs> very confused looking people there. Um, oh, but no, it's good. But, but we were talking, weren't we, about how absolutely crazy it is at the minute. And um, yeah. it has been all year, really. But we, it, it has been over the last... Two or three weeks in particular since since the the Samsung fold stuff. Yeah, since July, my crazy, and then going obviously into September. Um, uh, Rob might find this interesting, uh, Ben. That you're really looking forward to the iPhone 15, aren't you? I'll be I'll be dead honest with you. This is probably going to be the first iPhone that I'm generally more excited than I thought I would be. And I think maybe the last iPhone I can touch on heart feel like I genuinely felt excited for was the iPhone 4 specifically, right? Um, and it's not to say every iPhone hasn't technically been better. Of course it's gonna be better, right? Every year <laughs> you have to make the product better, but there's a certain emotional attachment you have with certain iPhones and how good they were that I feel like I might have that thing with the new iPhone 15 series, just because it feels like Apple are trying, actually genuinely trying. So it's it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting outlook. Rob's gonna pull something out of his drawer. Is it an iPhone four? <laughs> it's not iPhone 4. Yeah, got one Rob's before. got everything. Is it my, he's, my, my, he's the Mary my, He's the Mary Poppins. <laughs> I know it. <laughs> he's, <laughs> it's, it's the Mary Poppins effect. I know it. <laughs> I just get the impression Rob's got literally every every piece of tech ever made in this drawer. So when someone comes on and says, "And I've got this," Be- before we started recording, Rob was uh, you were sharing uh, sort of stories about the Elgato stuff, weren't you? And Rob's got all of yeah, that yeah, as well. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, can't, I can't find it. I, I have got I've got a white iPhone four in that drawer, and there's an, there's an iPhone five knocking about. Yeah. You didn't like the iPhone five with the chamfered edges? That's the, the, the phone that brought chamfered edges to the masses. I think the 5S did a better job of it than the 5, because the 5 was the first attempt. I remember the black one, because I was working in, I think I was working for T-Mobile or EE when 4G first launched with that. And it chipped like crazy. The amount of customers that came back complaining about it chipping in like a week, I hated that phone. So I felt like the 5S perfected that, even beyond introducing Touch ID for the first time and first 64-bit processor and all of that tech stuff that I do love. The phone itself on the 5S just felt so much more like, ah, oh, this is a piece of art, <laughs> yeah. you know, compared to the 5, in my opinion. Did, did you not get a load of flack for Antenna Gate on the 4? 
Oh yeah, oh yeah. But how can I how can I measure that the equivalence of? The phone was so special, people put up with it. <laughs> like I promise you, people. It was like the Xbox 360 effect of it's probably technically the most unreliable console ever built. But people put up with it. People loved it. People treated it like a PC and were welding stuff in, you know, became mechanics or whatever you want to call them to make sure it didn't red ring of death <laughs> because they loved it that much, even though it was a piece of unreliable rubbish. Yeah, so the iPhone 4 was just that good. We, we just put up with it. There's, there's too many, that particular phone in general, there's too many good memories. Was it the, the first one with the retina screen? Uh, screen? It yeah, was, wasn't it? first one with everything, man. The retina display, HD video recording, FaceTime. I mean, the amount of memories we've got in clubs and university capturing HD stuff where we had to have camcorders, <laughs> sweet talk the bouncers in the, in, the, in the front. Like, if we take our cameras in? So, nah, like a phone that literally was like thin, had all of that and we're playing back all the nonsense we're doing in the clubs or playing football and stuff. We're like, this this just this is just amazing. You know, so it's, it's one of those. And also with that display, I remember there was a guy that I worked with and he, he was the first one I, that I knew to, to get the, the iPhone 4 with the Retina display. And I remember him coming in and saying, he said, he, he was like, you've got to see this, Mark. It, it looks, yeah. he, said, he said, it looks like, you know, when you go into phone shops and they have the fake sticker of the screen on this phone yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it actually looks like that it was that, was that we, all, we all kind of like cowed over it and like oh. we were amazed and because i wrote oh. about this today about the iphone because I, I i think there's certain things oh, there we go there Rob's, it is. Rob's found it. <laughs> how small is it tiny so special so special next that to uh <laughs> next to a galaxy ultra <laughs> It's, it's probably the size of the battery cell that goes in the phone now, right? <laughs> but we've had these things at these kind of like kind of earmarked occasions with the iPhone that have been really exciting, like the Retina screen, you know, like the, the certain camera upgrades and that sort of stuff. I think I, I guess it's because of me covering the iPhone all the time and getting a bit jaded with it. I've kind of, I wrote about this today and said I've, I've kind of come to the conclusion that it's just. It's iterative, and it's going to be iterative probably for the rest of its life until Vision OS takes over and, and, yeah. and renders the iPhone pointless. Um, I think we just have to come to the come to the the, 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 the um, or accept the fact that that is the case. It's never going to bend and fold and all that stuff um, because that's a little bit too risky uh, for Apple, and I completely understand why because the, the iPhone holds them together, doesn't it? Um, yeah. But I just found it interesting how excited you are, Ben, about about the about the iPhone, particularly given how many phones you have access to and you, you play with every every month. You know, it's you, you, you get access to far more than I do in terms of new releases. So um, I just found that really, really interesting, actually. You see, I don't even think it's access to the phones. I just, I just, and, and, and I think it's more because I'm not really an iOS user, right? And it's, it's, it's weird because my history with smartphones, my first proper modern day, age smartphone was the iPhone, right? I would say my first web-based smartphone was probably the Nokia N95 eight gigabyte black edition, for oh, those no. that remember it, right? That was my proper, I would say that was my first web-based smartphone that impressed everyone in the common room in sixth form. That, you know, I've got eight gigabytes of storage, the upgrade from the W810i Sony Ericsson Walkman phones that we could listen to music on and whatnot, right? That I, I, I bought 
the iPhone 3G specifically cash outright from Carphone Warehouse 2008. And that was my present for going into university, right? So show my age, guess how old I am, what to do. But I remember it vividly because that was my first actual proper smartphone before getting the T-Mobile G1, which was the first Android phone, right? And even then, the T-Mobile G1 didn't do anything special to me compared to what the iPhone was. It was actually the Samsung Galaxy S2 that really flipped things on its head for me where I'm like, yeah, this is the type of user I am compared to the iPhone, you see. So uh, I, I dispute that. More... The G1 did do the occasional special thing, like if it made it past midday it on battery. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I didn't I'll let you have that one. <laughs> No, no, no. I'll let you have that one. Because that's that was that's my flip reversal. I just I didn't like that phone anywhere near as much as people loved it as a piece of um nostalgic modern day brilliance. I'm like, it was dog crap. Sorry, mind my French. It was it's the fine. worst. So I think it was just more that S2 just signified whether it was polished or unpolished, Samsung and Android just tried, in my opinion. I just felt like they were just trying and trying and trying enough compared to the iPhone, obviously minus the iPhone 4, which was just so special in my opinion, and the 5S, that I just gravitated it to, to, to it more. But because I love tech enough, I always use the two. And then coming from like a telco sales background where our employee discounts were so cheap, you could afford to have two flagship phones that were still cheaper than someone spending money on a mid-range phone. It just made it a no-brainer to have it. It made you sell better, understand the products, help customers, and you just kind of built from there. I'm just more excited now, more just based on even just looking at the list of hearsay stuff that they're going to improve and bring to, let's just say the Pro Max model especially, whether it be the periscope lens apparently, not just having USB-C, but potentially having USB-4 where it's got Thunderbolt 3 capabilities, you know, the display being better, um, the touch-sensitive controls rather than, you know, actual buttons or action. But like, okay, yes, it's, it's, it's rumours, but I'm thinking if they do at least a good five to six of these, I just feel like they're trying, trying, you know. So that excites me a lot more than anything else above, you know. It's going to come at a price, uh, though, isn't it? Oh, God. It's, just, it's Apple, Apple will find a way to justify it. They'll say, for us a lot in the UK, inflation and poor currency exchange. Boom. Well, <laughs> it's, it's worse than that. They'll, because they'll, they'll pull a nothing, who have now set a precedent <laughs> where it's apparently okay to up the price of your phones from one year to the next by £180. Mate, mate, and barely change mate. it as well. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same phone, isn't it? With a better, better processor, a few more lights on the back. It's true, though, isn't it? I mean, it's it's ironic that a, a brand, an upstart brand like nothing, is probably going to push or, or make the excuse easier for Apple. <laughs> it's um crazy, but look, phone prices are just ridiculous, aren't they? Um, what do you do? You, do you think that's more down to the fact that they've now apparently got like a separate brand? They've they've already created apparently a sub. I haven't watched the full story in it, but apparently there's a new sub brand within nothing. So do you think they're trying to justify this increased price to kind of make the 
more accessible sub brand, more feasible. Uh, it's it's early days, but man, I think so. Yeah, but it, Rob, you brought this up, didn't you? Last uh, mm. last time we spoke. Uh, yeah, what's no, it called I, the sub brand. It's got a strange name, isn't it? CMF. CMF. Yeah, something like that. Sounds for like color, that. material, finish. But you know, I think that's exactly what they're doing. So they, they their first phone was a proper budget phone and very good and now they're trying to steer the nothing brand more towards the direction of premium but not leave behind the audience they picked up already that's what i say i agree i think that's exactly what they're doing it's just frustrating isn't it it makes these things harder to recommend because like, like you say ben it's exciting what they're going to do particularly with the pro max but when that that phone's knocking on two grand it's whereas this is where there's that kind of weird dichotomy between what Apple is doing and what Samsung's doing. So you get the, the Fold 5, which is a really expensive, stupidly expensive phone. But if you really want it and you've got the budget, it makes sense, if that makes sense. Whereas the iPhone mm. is just getting pushed and pushed up and it's not really changing massively. Whereas this is seen as a premium thing and comes with it. You know, it's, it's got all the tech in, you know, all, the, all the kind of new tech built into to, to enable folding displays and all that sort of stuff. So you're going to pay a premium for that. Um, but it's harder to justify, I think, with with regular flagship smartphones. Um, and then you wonder what Google are going to do, you know, come the, the Pixel 8. That's going to yeah. be interesting. Yeah, that's going to be interesting because that's usually uh, first two weeks of October that they like to do that just based on their time mapping and stuff. And I, I, I come back to your original point, it, you know, with, with Samsung's situation and their segmentation, right at the top of the fold, as much as we'll probably complain that maybe they should have um, tried harder, which I've got an analogy that I like to explain. You're right. There's a true two-in-one nature to it that makes it make a, a lot more sense if you want to go for it. As mm. in, you know, there is an S Pen support for the inner display to make it feel like a true mini tablet because mini tablets are not really a thing anymore, right? Back in the day, they kind of were but they're not really a thing anymore across the board. I mean, Apple still has the iPad mini, but Google stopped trying from the Nexus seven days with their seven inch tablet on the Android side. So even Samsung themselves used to have seven inch, you know, tablets that they've stopped doing. So it kind of fills that gap in that sense, right? So- Amazon is still doing you, them. Make, you can get the fires in a seven or eight now, I think. You see, Amazon, although although the base is Android, it's still running kind of like a proprietary version of Fire OS, I'm guessing, right? Yeah, it's running Fire So you OS. don't get access to the Play Store and which those kind of things are just so synonymous with parents being able to just download apps quick. I, I wouldn't say that, you know, Amazon's store isn't capable or competent, but I think it's just the association of, oh, I know the Google Store, I know the Apple Store it's easier to just get what I need from there compared to Amazon. I just feel like that small form factor tablet section isn't really what it used to be compared to back in the day. Mm -hmm. So it's it's an True. interesting take. Yeah, it's an interesting take when justifying these price increases. Yeah, I don't think they can. I think it's just it's just it's the way it's going, isn't it? But as reviewers, it it does make it. I don't know if you find this, Ben, but I find it tricky. 
um, you know, I put a poll out recently just to, just to find out what people wanted wanted me to review from from the iPhone 15 range. So I, I listed the, the the obvious, you know, the iPhone 15, iPhone 15 Plus, assuming that happens again, and then the Pro and the Pro Max. And um, I thought, I wonder what can I don't, you may not have seen the result of this, but can you guess what was top by quite a margin? I'll say Pro Max. Yeah. What about you, Rob? I'll I'd say Pro Max. Um, knowing your your audience and that you've deliberately marketed yourself as the base model guy, I'd say just the regular iPhone. No, Ben's right. It was the Pro Max. Yeah. And I and I know why. I personally know why. I can why? easily explain why. It's Here's costing me money. It's it's costing you money, but you see, it's the it's the car industry effect. Let me let me. Ex- I'll explain it this way. A lot of people watch your. Auto Traders, Top Gears, not because they can afford a Lamborghini or Pagani Huayra or all these exotic, they like to just watch and live in some form of, give me 10 minutes to just dream that I can afford this. And if you go in the comments, they all say, I'm here watching this video, knowing I can't afford it, but I'm gonna enjoy and watch it anyway. It's, uh, we've, we've just become a, 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 a partial escape for them in some capacity, right? Yeah. Where they will enjoy our dialogue, our production, our takes, our stories on it, our fun, crazy moments with it, where maybe they can just tell other people about it that might be able to afford it. But for them, it's like, I just like the fact that he, you know, kind of maybe tore into them a bit, find a nice balance, showed me something I didn't even think of just for that moment of a product I can never afford. Mm. it's aspirational isn't it and the thing is I I ran that poll across uh, YouTube and Instagram and Twitter and it was the exact same result on all of them I think that I think it was the Pro Max then the Pro then the iPhone 15 then the Plus that's pretty much how it worked out but the the Pro Max was quite a distance ahead Um, and yeah and and interestingly you you then get these comments against the poll saying from people saying oh don't do the Pro Max because every every reviewer does that you know I want to know like Rob said I want to know what the base model's like and that, for me, that's quite interesting. But then as a content creator, you look at the result and think, I've got no choice, really. That's where the views are. Mm-hmm. Well, presumably mm-hmm. that's where the views are. I know it's not, it doesn't work one for one with that. But um, it's, yeah, I don't know. I've got to, got to buy the Pro Max again, unfortunately. But um, yeah, I don't know. So it's a really funny time. It's a really interesting time with phones. But it's uh, just out of interest, Ben, what's been your favorite phone that you've reviewed so far this year? Favourite phone I've enjoyed reviewing so far this year, um, there's different categories. S23 Ultra, to me, I think knocked it out of the park just because it should have been the case of deja vu and it, was, and, and it just wasn't. It just wasn't. So many finer details about the phone had improved so much. And then for us lot in U- Europe and UK, finally getting the, um, the Snapdragon treatment, seeing how much of a god-tier improvement it was to battery life and everything else around it were like wow this is this is more than a sum of the parts and you have to understand there's a greater achievement to do that so early in the year and hold itself as the standard across all the other phones that come out where it's like oh is this is the s23 ultra killer or this it's just such a good base and you have to have a certain level of confidence to be like end of january beginning of february were coming out with this to set the standard for the year. So I've thoroughly enjoyed that as, you know, my base phone. But two phones surprised me the most. The Honor 90, right? Yeah. Because 
that phone, I, I, I kid you not, because I, I used it on a 70 last year and I was like, there's no way you're going to improve the phone year on year that much when something like the Pixel 7a is around. And I'm, I love Google, but I personally think they nerfed the Pixel 7a on purpose because they realized they made it so good. Someone else came in the room and was like, hang on, did you not realize you've made this phone better than the Pixel 7? Like tone it down, right? <laughs> I feel like that's what they said. It's actually a better phone than a Pixel 7. Tone it down or we're not gonna sell Pixel 7s. So they just nerfed certain things in there. And I just feel like Honor came in, did the price right, did the specs right, did the build right. I'm using a camera and I'm like, whoa, this is kind of just matching it or smoking it in places where you look at it in my comments and people are like, one, thank you for being the only one that actually did a camera comparison showing these two phones. And thank you because actually we prefer the Honor. And I'm like, I know, right? When did that happen? So that's my surprise hit for that 500 pounds mid-range phone. But then another one that feels like a child that you can only love but not recommend is the Pixel Fold. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really good way of putting it. I, I love this phone. I shouldn't though, because I just feel like... Uh... It's, it's almost as though it's made not to like, like massive bezels yeah. and... You know, there's all these kind of uh, people having problems with the, with the display. I've not, I don't know if you've had that, Ben, but I've had no problems problems with mine so far. Although we, we we're not using ours as regularly as a, a user who uses it every single day, admittedly. Oh no, I am. Oh, I use it every day. That's that's what I mean about it. Actually, made me switch from my Fold Four for my business line. I hammer it, and I know the things that annoy me. The software for the inner display, it's just not up to par. The Tensor G2 heat management, it's just not up to par. And I'm talking about, I'm not even gaming and I'm doing stuff and it starts to feel hot in my hand and I have to put it down and kind of massage it to be like, cool down, you know? So I, it's like, I have to baby it in some way where I'm like, can I just not use it how I want to use it? But then the love of it comes where I'm like, this is my favorite camera system on a fold, a 5X zoom, a good ultra wide. A, 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 a good main camera, like Pixel's true tone is good. The outer display is excellent. The hinge is good. Like everything about it, it's like, I just love all these things. Just work more consistently, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really nice bit of kit though, isn't it? I, I, I was using oh, it the weekend, so obviously at the, at the, the Wembley thing. And it's just, I, I get, I'm annoyed when I can't use, cause I'm, I'm using the Fold 5 at the minute because I'm, I'm using that to, to do another review of that. And um, yeah. so I, I had to put away the, the Pixel Fold because my daily driver is still the Pro Max. So I can't I yeah. can't get away from this thing. Um, I can't, I'm not carrying around three phones either. So, um, <laughs> but, but I mean, for me, the Honor 90 is definitely the runaway hit because wow. of the price wow. and because of what it does. Wow. And, and equally, I think one of the biggest things about that phone, which I, I don't know if enough, enough people talked about, is the video performance versus something oh. like the Pro Max, which is one of the only... Rob and I have talked quite a bit on this on this podcast about the fact that most Android phones don't have very good video. If you compare them against the iPhone, that's got weird stabilization and there's just something that's not right about it. That Honor 90 was so close to the Pro Max, more so than the Pixel, than the, the S23 Ultra. Absolutely mind-blowing. Dark horse. Dark horse, man. Like, I, I, I look I look, I look at... If you, you just mentioned the Pixel Fold and uh, um, Fold 5, right? Uh, I'm, I'm into Formula One. So I always use this analogy of Pixel Fold and Fold 5 are like Alan Prost and Senna, right? <laughs> it's 
True. If you know Prost, Prost, if you told Prost that you've got one race left in the season, you need to just finish fifth to win the championship, he will finish fifth. He will, with pit stops, whatever it is, he will make sure he stays fifth in that position, even if he could win the race, right? Whereas Senna will crash you on the first lap to win the race, <laughs> right? That's, that's, Senna, Senna is the pixel where it's imperfectly lovable, whereas Prost is almost like the default champion without needing to try it. I'll just do enough, I'll cross the line, I'm still the champion anyway. And fortunately, unfortunately, that's what Samsung did this year with the Fold 5, where maybe there's some parts where you can be like, it's more than the sum of its parts, but really I'm like, bruh, you didn't try because you knew you were going to win anyway. <laughs> yeah, 100%. I think and the iPhone is either Verstappen or possibly Alonso, just, just really, really good at what it does, really good. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. you probably yeah. wouldn't take it down the pub. Nah. I'd, actually, no, I'd, I'd take Alonso to the pub. I wouldn't take Verstappen. Alonso, not Verstappen. No, more Verstappen, that. not Verstappen. Alonso, wow. definitely. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, enough F1. I don't think. Rob, are you a fan of F1? I don't think you are. You're not an F1 man, are you? No, sorry, not in the slightest. I see, but sorry. See Rob <laughs> gradually dropping off the chair. Um, and half our audience probably as well. Um, <laughs> um, obviously, we've got Aoife coming up as well. And um, oh yeah, uh, what are you looking forward to there? You know what? Second one, second time around. Um, again, it's the Honor Magic V2. I think in the year where not flippables as such, okay, the foldable category in general, but more the fold devices are really getting their time of shine this year. Google's coming in, OnePlus are coming in, Honor are going back to back from the VS to the V2. Like what we're saying with the Honor 90 being the dark horse, of the mid-range pack, I feel like the Honor Magic V2 is secretly the dark horse foldable that will probably steal the show. And mm. it's gonna be very hard for people to admit that actually this is probably going to be the fold of the year. We just don't wanna admit it because it's Honor. It's gonna have that connotation with it where you're gonna find every reason to be like, but no, it's Honor, it can't be. I'm like, uh, secretly, it's, 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 it's uh, okay, for the audience, a bit of, you know, discretion. It's like when you're in uni with your mates and then you end up getting the, the chick that isn't meant to be all that apparently, but actually she's probably the best one out of all of them. More fun, <laughs> more functional, very down to earth and probably a good time. <laughs> so I don't know, crazy analogy. Are you tell on that, that next week? Ben. Oh mate, they'll they'll hear it for me. I don't know. Half of <laughs> I think half of why I get along with brands is I walk the line of we don't know whether to get rid of him or keep him <laughs> or both, but he kind of says some weird stuff that no one else will come out with. So, so just put some know. context around this. Ben and I are getting flown out by Honor next week, aren't we? On Thursday, it's my first yes, time, sir. and obviously Ben's yes, second sir. time. Um, yeah, I'll definitely bring that up at some point. What I won't <laughs> shall I mention it? I'm going to mention it actually. Why not? <laughs> we go off on tangents here, Ben, and I'm going to use you as, as an example of this. Um, all I need to say is <laughs> you're not going to say, don't you? Hot, hot milk. Hot milk. What Rob, what do you eat? Do you eat cereal? Do you have cereal? Yeah. What do you put on your cereal? Milk. And what is generally straight out of the fridge? Correct. Same, same here. Ben, what do you do with your cereal? I have a process. It's almost like a lab experiment. 
right? It is warm milk, but it's not warm milk as just done where you have to have, you know, like a little milk jar, put it in there, warm it. Obviously, cereal, cereal goes into the bowl first, warm it to a good temperature, stir it, then put it in there. So I have cereal with warm milk, people. Judge me all you like, but I promise you, it's the correct way of doing it. I think anyone who starts the conversation about how they eat cereal by saying, I have a process, worries me. <laughs> ben mentioned this when we went to the Panasonic thing, and the entire table just fell silent. Like, warm, warm milk. I'd, I'd never felt judged as much as I did, but I committed to it, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Had to get that in. I, I, was, I was planning on getting that in at some stage. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Rob, is there anything we've missed on the Samsung stuff? And there's a few things in here you wanted to mention, weren't there? Uh, well, there's just the the the, the Viewfinity S9 Studio Display competitor oh, is, yes. is finally available. So I think we talked about this. Oh, they announced it what in January, I think. As I actually ago, yeah. I actually covered it in CES for Sam Mobile, so I did a video on their channel mm. on the Viewfinity S9. Oh. So I actually got initial look on it so it's it's i think that in the odyssey one of the odyssey ultra ultra wide lap um monitors are now out because of gamescom and stuff so okay i didn't realize that I, yeah so so yeah it's now available you can go to the samsung website you can order it it's 1400 quid which sounds expensive until you realize that well you know your, your alternative is the studio display and if you spec it out like for like, because it's got the matte display, it's got a tilt and swivel stand, um, it's, it's, like, it's about 750 quid cheaper. Mm. Mm. And I, don't, I can't mm. see that the studio display is going to be 750 quid better. In actual fact, the, the Viewfinity has probably got a better webcam. It's, kind of, it's not going to have a worse webcam, is it? I, it? It will have. It absolutely will. Without even looking at it, I know it has. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what the, the speakers are like. It's got AirPlay built in, which is quite cool. And uh, you can calibrate it with your phone, can't you? You know, they've, they've, if you've got a Samsung yes. phone, it'll use yes, the cameras yes, a bit yes, like yes. you can with an iPhone and an Apple TV. You'd be, yeah, you yeah, can do that. Yeah, with yeah. So you've seen one in the flesh, Ben. Yeah, yeah. I, I get fortunate enough where I think I've been to two CESs. Um, I think Sam Mobile have pre-planned for me to go again for 2024 in January. Um, and yeah, I got to see the S9 and I think they had the S8 as well, which is the lower down model. But the S9 was where it's at because that's a true 5K display, which I believe the resolution is like 5120 by 2880 or something like that. So it's one of those where it's a true 5K display that matches the studio and whatnot. And it's it's good. It's it's a, it was it was it looked really impressive. I I like the fact that Samsung adds a lot of value added features to their monitors and displays. The monitor itself is its own computer in a sense, right? Because you can do remote desktop in. Um, you've got you know things like I think Google, Google Meet. There's certain apps built in automatically that allow you to just use it as a standalone monitor or piece of computing kit by itself. You know, and you've got like the Samsung TV Plus as well as, you know, I think the Xbox streaming app on there and NVIDIA GeForce Now streaming app on there. There's just a lot of stuff already in there that you can just use it without having anything plugged in from the jump. So there's just so much value added stuff to the OS. The OS is a bit clunky in my opinion. I don't find it as 
intuitive as you would think, in my opinion, but it's just such a nice value add, having a remote control that works with it. All those little human touches to make it feel like you can just use it by itself. Um, yeah, I, I, I thought I thought it was a good product. I haven't seen it, so I can't comment. But um, it does sound interesting. It sounds like a it does it does so much, doesn't it? There's so much, yeah. <laughs> classic Samsung. Pack everything into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 literally if if in doubt, if you search it on the Sam Mobile's YouTube channel on the like Google Chrome desktop browser, it will take you right to that video. So this is a short video. What what happens is is they do a lot of these provisional announcements of near enough their whole display not, lineup for the year. They don't tell you and all the actual intricate details like how many ports are going to be in there, what the full certifications are, whether it's this, is that, because they're still processing that. So they're probably still speaking to people like NVIDIA to add G-Sync Premium officially on there or whatnot. They're, they're still certifying certain things up until it gets to that point where like, okay, we're ready to launch it. So yeah, once I saw it, I was like, okay, this is literally the... Apple Studio competitor, but with Samsung's added goodies at a lower price, but actually visually looks great. And without being able to measure it to see how good the panel is, I'm like, this looks pin sharp, you know? So, yeah. Why wouldn't you, from the sounds of it? It's, it sounds yeah. like a bit of a no-brainer. That's yeah. the wrong yeah. aspect ratio. Well, is it 16 by nine? Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm all about the, yes, yeah, you wouldn't know this about me. I'm, I'm, all, I'm all about the ultra wides. So I've got a, Ooh, okay. I've got a, a HP Z40C G3, which is a 5K, nice. 2K, um, which I got. I pre-ordered it for about a grand earlier in the year after having waited a year for mm. it to come out. Um, mm. But just as a PSA, if anyone was looking at these when we talked about it last time and was put off by the £1,559 price tag as it was when it, uh, <laughs> when it finally hit the market... Um, HP have currently got a sale uh, with an additional code for 10 for, I'll put this in the show notes basically you can get one for 1187 quid which is pretty good for a 21 by 9 nice. 40 inch um, 2160p ultra wide display it does a bunch of other things it's got like Sweet. a 4k webcam built in a speakerphone built in um, it acts mm. as a KVM nice bit of kit more nice okay I didn't realize that KVM switch yeah yeah the, the next piece of Samsung news might be my favourite piece of tech news of the year, which is that, um, <laughs> uh, the One UI simulator now lets you tape two iPhones together and pretend they're a fold. <laughs> I've not seen this. Have you seen this, Rob? Uh, yeah. I see you put this in there. Yeah, so you know, you know TryGalaxy.com, of course you do, because you're... Yeah, Sam yeah. Mobile. <laughs> so, so, but you didn't know this. So the um, as of recently, you can fire up TryGalaxy.com on two phones and uh, tape those phones together and simulate a fold. <laughs> wouldn't uh, you technically need... You'd need three, wouldn't you? Because well, there's yeah, three... Dis- no, but like, well, just, just three, but you know what I mean. There's like a big... Dis- you'd have to have two iPhones sandwiched... Three sandwiched together to really do it properly. <laughs> About that thick, wouldn't it? Well, yeah. So, so, That's r- brilliant. Yeah, I guess it can't... Yeah, you can't do the front screen as well. But yeah, to get that experience of having a, a, a wider phone footprint it, it, it will do that and they're the best of that aren't they at making stuff go to to, to fill bigger spaces you know, so yeah. that's why you like the, the fold mm. over the pixel because the pixel is not good at that 
I my I hearken that to uh, my review. I kind of called the Pixel. Um, Pixel Fold to me was suffering from what I like to call the Skywalker effect. Again, my love for Star Wars gives me any reason to name stuff, whatever, right? Because don't you think people kept saying that once the Pixel, once Google make a foldable, then we're really going to see how foldables are meant to be in the eyes of Android. And no offense, I love Google, I love Pixel. It's just too elegant and too simple. Whereas on the other hand, what Samsung have done is almost like brute force of elegance, where we're not going to wait for you to optimize it properly. We will do it for you. <laughs> we will use good luck. We will use labs. We will do everything so that you just don't notice whether it's being stretched out, pixelated, fitting or not. We are just going to make it work somehow, right? So yes, the early days of it, it was a bit inelegant. You had to use good luck and all these different stuff, but it's just gotten to a point where most people wouldn't know whether it's the third party that's optimized it or Samsung that's just done it off their own back, you know, so credit to them in that retrospect. They're not afraid, are they, to do that sort of stuff? You have to give them credit. So we've talked about Samsung, we've talked about warm milk. Uh, by the way, <laughs> uh, Ben, you have got, I've just noticed in the chat, you do have a fellow warm milker, which is Doc. So Doc, yes. Doc said somewhere. Yes. There's a Doc. <laughs> Where um, are you? Some, something, yeah, if you scroll through, he's put a comment, it's gone, I can't see it now, but some, something to do with him only realising that at uni or something that cold milk went with cereal, basically, and he's, he's not looked back since. But <laughs> I love the fact you, you've stuck with the warm milk, Ben, so yeah. yeah. But you, you do have a partner in crime. You get on well. <laughs> yes, one of us, one of us. <laughs> um, so next on the list, uh, should we talk about Linus quickly? Because we're oh, probably yeah. the only podcast that hasn't talked about yeah. it. Because um, yeah. we we do this every two weeks, Ben. So we do we tend to have like two weeks worth of uh, stuff to catch up on, and the, the last two weeks have been pretty pretty nuts. Um, and uh, I, th I think that's happened in between the last time we we recorded, Rob, hasn't it? I think the whole Linus thing kicked off then, didn't it? In between, um, where do we start with this? <laughs> the one thing I will say, I think it wasn't me that said this, so I, I can't lay claim to it. But I think it, I think it was Alex, Alex Gear and Tech, who came on here. At, few weeks back um he he said that it's it's really bad news for for creators in general for tech creators because it does put a lot of distrust out there you know when you get the you know the biggest tech channel certainly the biggest tech conglomerate if you like on, on youtube in terms of the, the size of that business mm -hmm. and the number of channels and the amount of content they put out um if if it's kind of suggested that they're doing things not quite right and there's some very questionable processes and stuff going on and all, some, all, all sorts of terrible stuff which, which, which we pro probably won't get into because a lot of it is still being investigated but and yeah we don't know what's true and what's not true do we but um but the point being that the cut the the, the um the, the fact they've had to cease production for a week and you know everyone's now saying you know is what they're is the stuff they're showing is right is it is it technically technically correct etc like alex said does put a bit of a shadow over the the entire tech review scene um which is a it's not ideal really but i can it's 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 in a way it's a good thing for for consumers and for people who watch this content because we should all be held to account and boy has he been held to account for this and say him it's his entire team isn't it um but i don't know i mean what what your what, what do you both think what, what are your thoughts on it because my opinions are quite strong so no 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 you go right ahead cool <laughs> i'll say i'll say this there was there was one time Linus did a studio tour video, 
right? This isn't the recent one which Everon done way back when. Did a studio tour and it was a very long. I remember it being at least 30 minutes and I remember watching it. First, it, I went through three different emotions watching it. First section, I was like super inspired that, wow, this is Linus Sebastian, NCIX, way back when somehow he's proven that YouTube can be this, doing video content creation can be this, like the sky is the limit and beyond. I felt super inspired to midsection starting to feel like, nah, I'm crap at this. Like, I feel like nothing. I feel like I'm not even worthy of even doing this because the level of detail made me think, not to sound like a hater, but is this necessary? Then it got to a point at the end where I'm like, this is actually secretly an unhealthy work environment disguised to look fun. And I don't want to say this out loud, but something in my soul just doesn't sit well with me, right? I went through those three emotions, but I left it. I'm like, I'm a nobody. He's a somebody. Numbers don't lie in inverted commas. What, what am I to say to no, right? The biggest problem is not, not just the issues that's happened with Madison, the issues that's happened with, you know, brands and, you know, accuracy, inaccuracies and stuff. We all make mistakes. That's what makes us human, right? The problem is, for some reason, he felt the need to create an environment that needs to go at 1,000 miles an hour every single day. Not 1,000 miles an hour when it counts and is needed sometimes as content creators we are. Mark, you know this. There's some times where we, you just need to turn it up. You need to put a couple of sleepless nights in. You need to do certain things. And there are times where you need to, you don't need to do that. It's, it's, it's just, don't do it. There's no need. You didn't get to this point to burn yourself out to prove that you can do something. There's only one of you, right? So you've now created that environment where you need to be creating every day across different platforms on a consistent basis. Forget the public facing ones, the paid walls through float pain and whatnot. You're then amplifying that with more people coming into that you're turning it up every single time. You've now crossed the threshold of you're being too ambitious for the sake of being too ambitious. You're creating a survival mode environment when you don't need to. You are creating that environment to cause problems to happen. It's self-sabotage. And within the whole apology video that happened, right, Yvonne said it best, we're not living to survive no more. Maybe at one point where we caught the glimpse of we can make something special happen here. We can turn it up to 11, cross that threshold and prove something. We've done that. We don't need to keep doing that. She said it the best. And where it really hit me is one of my, one of my, best, one of my best friends that I grew up with from being in the same school from young messaged me. And he was like, have you seen this issue with Linus? And I'm like, yeah, I've been watching this. And it broke him because he started realizing that Compared to the other big, big conglomerates, i.e. your Lou on Box Therapy, Marquez, and Aaron, Mr. Who's the Boss. If I use Aaron, Mr. Who's the Boss as an example, he more recently did a video on his physical health, right? And it got to a point where once he was doing daily videos, he realized that it was, it was taking such a toll on him 
and the people around him, it made him question, why am I actually doing this? You know? And I think the problem with Linus specifically is his ego got in the way of the people telling him, why are we doing this? Especially important people from Yvonne, Luke, and maybe whoever. I know Luke and Yvonne 100%. Because one thing I like about the wine show is Luke always tells Linus about himself and they always have it out in certain situations where he's like, Linus, you're not understanding. You're missing the point. You're going into the, um, I forget what did they call it? Yes, bro, or trust me, bro issue trust that me, happened. Bro, yeah, the it? trust me, bro, with the warranty, <laughs> with the bags and something, something, something. Luke always is the conscious of reason of, I get where you're coming from, but you have to understand we are such a big entity now. You actually cannot think this way or else your ego is gonna get the best of you. And what's gonna happen is it's gonna blow up in our faces. And sorry to quote a funny meme, but if you've ever watched Breaking Bad and everything went to crap and where, you know, um, Walt unfortunately just disposed of Mike and he was telling him that, you know, we had a good thing going here, you son of a da-da-da-da-da. You know, she should have kept in lane. It's, it feels that way. And it's unfortunate because like what Alex says, it taints a different picture for new audiences that don't have grand context of how it got built to that point, right? So it was almost like a snapshot reflection of, whoa, is this how everything is with everyone? Now there isn't, you know? So that's, that's just my thoughts on it. It's, it's self-sabotage self at its best when they had no real reason to do that. It's addiction to making content. <clears throat> I think that's what it is. And we've probably all had that. And like you say, Ben, I'm, I'm very familiar with that because you get addicted to getting stuff out and getting the numbers up and earning uh, sponsorship revenue. But he, the way he's doing it is at a scale that's just astronomical. Uh, what do you think, Rob? Um, I think the entire tech YouTube community owes him a debt of gratitude for normalizing the notion of sponsored content on YouTube. He paved the way for you to be able to do what you're doing. Uh, do I think that he is... Uh, oh, I, I don't think I'd like him in real life. I think he's very good at what he does, but he, does, he's, he, he needs to be reeled in, doesn't he? And he has been. I, they're going to be fine. It's not like they rolled out a video like the, the Verge's Build a PC video, is it? Agreed. It's true. I mean, you know, there were some Agreed. some clerical errors, some factual errors here and there, but it wasn't a complete disaster, I don't think. So no. yeah, they're, 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 it's a it's a storm in a teacup. It'll be fine. I mean, yeah, the the stuff that is as yet unconfirmed, the the toxic work environment, yeah, clearly that needs to be addressed. But I'm sure they will do the right thing. It will blow over, won't it? I mean, you're right about the sponsorship thing, Rob. I hadn't really thought of that, but I think yeah, it's true, isn't it? I mean. I, I've always, I think increasingly I've, I've found the whole, um, you know, the, the kind of nonchalant, not nonchalant, uh, the, the, the kind of sponsor segues starts to get a bit tiring after a while. It was, it was funny for a while. They, they did it in that, in that apology video, video, didn't they? Even though it wasn't sponsored, made a bit of a joke about it. But I, I thought that didn't quite work in that. Um, and I, 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 I appreciate that stuff. And like you said, Rob, it, it did pave the way for having sponsor integrations very blatantly in videos, which before this is, it was a terrible thing to do apparently. Um, but I, I think you can go only go so far with that. <clears throat> um, 
yeah, I don't know. I, I, I agree that this isn't going to shut down <laughs> Linus, Linus LTT, is it? It's, it's going to be around forever, or as long as it needs to be. But um, yeah, I think it's, it's definitely, it needed to happen probably. And I think, you know, you mentioned Marquez a minute ago, Ben, and he's a great example of, he, he hasn't gone as far as Linus. So he's got a team and he's got multiple channels, but he's not, you don't get the impression that he's pumping content out. Um, I always remember when when the um, the, you know, the big MacBook Pro refresh happened in October 2021. Um, as always, like most you know, YouTube channels my size, I'm thinking, crikey, I need to get it ordered. I need to, I need to wait in line with everyone else and get it out there. I'm, I'm going to be late. You know, all the big guys are going to get the reviews out. I beat Marquez to it. <laughs> I got my review of the 16-inch MacBook Pro out before him. And I remember he was tweeting at the time saying, "Don't worry, it's coming," but he wasn't clearly wasn't panicking about it and he's done that more and more often if you look at his content he's waiting to get stuff out he's not bashing it out straight away along with 3,000 other videos and he that's where he's a shining example and again paving the way for people like us not to rush um, because you do and Ben will know this you do get into that thing where it's addictive it's addictive to keep you know you get a, you get a nine out of ten on youtube studio okay right let's, let's move on to the next one straight away you get a two out of ten amazing let's do another one and like i say you just you scale that up to the size of a linus business and it's frightening and that's where all the problems come in and you have different people working on stuff and then you have multiple channels and etc 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 so um i have a certain amount of sympathy but equally this did need to happen i think it's it's probably Probably good timing, I think. And, I'll, and I'll, I'll add to that. You say this, Marquez actually did not do a review on a Fold 4 and a Flip 4 last year. <clears throat> did he not? Yeah, he didn't. If you search his channel, he didn't. And this, this, is, this, is, this is, I didn't even spot this out. My friend spotted this out. And he said to me that you look at the difference and you look at, again, the studio channel waveform and all these other different platforms that he's built around and me knowing some of the people that work for him on a more personal level right you watch any of their behind the scenes stuff on the studio channel the environment speaks for itself you can just tell their environment has been created for them one not to make unnecessary mistakes and two not to feel burnt out right because they are going at 1000 miles an hour their environment creates that. So what happens is, with Linus is one, and I know this for a fact because I've, I've seen it before in a snapshot. When their environment is so intense in that way, people develop crazy coping mechanisms. And this is not to make an excuse for any alleged stuff that's been put out there, but people will make weird coping mechanisms to get through basic mundane stuff before we even get to the intense stuff of maybe being in front of the camera or having to edit a video or knowing the production set. The, the, they, they talk about this, right? Where someone put a funny saying out there, it's like the same boiling water that turns a, 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 an egg hard will turn a potato soft, right? So you have to dictate that environment. You don't know that person that's in that intense environment, what are they gonna be? Are they gonna be soft or the hard boiled egg or the in between? right? You just develop weird coping mechanisms. So he's not done well, unfortunately, to create that environment for there to be a level playing field for good people to cope well. That's my argument that I'm seeing with this situation that thoroughly disappoints me. And I'm, I'm, I think it's unfair to say there aren't good people in the organization, 
But I always say this as a saint, no matter where you get in life and how far you get, if you start thinking you're more than what you are, even when you are, you are falling into a big trap to cause massive problems for yourself. And unfortunately, Linus took a bit of accountability, which is good. His ego got the best of him because he was told. <laughs> he was told. So we own gratitude, but this is self-sabotage at his best, unfortunately. So if he needed to be reined in, you know, yeah. I think you can tell he's in trouble with his wife. That's probably the worst thing ever. <laughs> True. True. We know that one. She knows what she's... She's. I got the impression that she was the one who was really kind of putting yeah. the boot in. Yeah, hell yeah. Um, I think be, hopefully between her and the uh, the new CEO, who seems like a nice guy, actually. He, he was very, very humble in that video, wasn't he? He really yeah. kind of... Um, he, he approached that in a way that suggests he's got serious experience at that yeah. level, yeah. which is obviously why Linus brought him in. So fingers crossed, then, like Rob says, it should all be fine. But yeah. they'll, they'll be fine. Yeah. They'll be fine. What, a couple of weeks. <laughs> Um, guys, we're getting to the end, but there is there's loads of stuff on this list, Ben, which I know you can't see, but um, <laughs> we'll have to get you back on. We can't just oh, do this once. Um, the one back. thing I do want, <laughs> absolutely, the one thing I do want to pick out, uh, which I think uh, Rob put on here, is the uh, my comparison between the Beats Studio Pro and the Sony XM5. Now, I'll let you into a little secret. Obviously, I made that video pretty much just to goad Sony people. I believe everything I say in it, but in terms of making content that brings in views and starts yeah, yeah. the conversation going, absolutely did it to do that. Um, I think there was a sponsor involved as well, obviously. Um, but it was a bit of fun. And I, what's interesting with headphone content is that you, I'm not being vindictive. I'm just, I'm, Ben, you've probably done this yourself in your own content where you, you know something gets their goat a little bit. And it might yeah. be the, the size of the case. With Samsung uh, fans, it's always the stylus. Yeah. If you say anything bad about the, the well, S Pen... Or even refer to it as a stylus. Or, or, You're just asking for as trouble. A Sorry. As a, as there you go. If, exactly. If anyone's listening to this now, brilliant. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll get loads oh, of man. bad reviews. And stuff. <laughs> but it's just you just know what's going to get them. And it's just having a bit of fun. And some of them are brilliant. They get it. They, they, there's a bit of banter going on. and it's, it's all good fun. But it's the ones who don't who really make me laugh because they're, they're just falling for the bait every time. Um, but yeah, but in, in, the, in the outline, Rob has put, um, how many subscribers did that cost me? I checked this a minute ago because I, I just saw that question. And um, <laughs> I don't think it cost me any, but it got me 22 new subscribers. So, net, net win of 22. All right. Yeah, and, and 15 quid in AdSense revenue. So happy days. <laughs> I think I've got I think I've got the XM4s, not the fire. I think I've got the XM4s. Yeah, I think I've got the XM4s. I think when when I saw you for the Samsung event, I showed you the the um the Beat Studio Pro case and, yeah, and like yeah. everyone who sees it in person, you were kind of like, "Wow. What is this? It's amazing." It's, it's actually secretly <clears throat> the best. It's weird, but with me, I'm like, this is actually secretly the best thing about this headphones. I don't even want to know about the this is that this case and uh compactness win let me have one <laughs> it's amazing absolutely yeah. amazing um but joking apart i do i genuinely think there are a better pair of headphones overall than the sony xm5s uh, the sony xm5s they were i think a huge miss by sony stupidly big case mm. um i think they sounded objectively worse than the xm4s mm. um i'm not that keen on, on the design they've got touch controls which are too touch sensitive um that the beats for some reason they've just got 
everything just right. You know, the, the touch. There's no touch controls. It's buttons. Um, the, the fit is. Re- I mean, it's for some people. It's a bit. There's a bit too much clamping force. I get that. Uh, the sound isn't amazing, but it's pretty good. And it's it's enough for a decent pair of daily driver headphones. Um, and then it's got stuff like, you know, spatial audio, Dolby Atmos support. You can play, if you want to, I don't know who would, but you can play lossless audio through the USB-C cable. Um, and then it tops it all off with that amazing, and it, I'm so boring about this, but that amazing case, which you just can't look past. For, so, for, our, for our listeners, this is not an episode of Black Mirror. It's not a dystopian future. <laughs> this is not an alternate universe where all of a sudden beats are just better than everything. It's just a full circle moment. And anyone that's a long-term beats user, which I have been, right? It's just a good, refreshing full circle moment to see how well they've just matured, right? And I'll add to what you're saying, away from the product itself. I do appreciate Apple just let them be, right? Mm. I think for years we thought Apple was swallowing them to dust them, the typical swallow and eat and spit out. But they've actually let them be. And I appreciate that. I think it's it's the least Apple thing I've seen Apple do. I know it sounds weird, mm. but they really just let Beats be and they've just let Beats grow up. I bet that was part of the deal, though. I bet I bet Jimmy Iovine and Dr. Dre said you can ha- you can get you can obviously give us billions of dollars, but <laughs> keep it as it is. And and Apple are smart enough to know they they had to. If they'd done the Apple thing to it, they'd all have turned into AirPods Max yeah. and have destroyed. It's just it would have been pointless. Beats has had such a massive fan base, and it must be so profitable. Yeah, you wouldn't. Why why mess with it? It's just a nice asset to have, isn't it, on your yeah, balance yeah. sheet? I I just appreciate that they did that. It's a weird. It's a uh, kudos to Apple. I appreciate them just letting them be, letting them grow up. Where from how you've just like Beats being better than Sony? I'm sorry. Tell me this ten years ago, I would have <laughs> literally floored. I would have thought that was a comedy punchline or something, you know. So really well done on that Beats. Really, really, really good stuff, man. Yeah, people can't believe it. I think that's what it is. The the TikTok content that I've put out, there's a lot of people saying, oh, come on, it's not April Fool's. It's yeah. all this kind of stuff about people just not believing it. Yeah. And it's, no, I'm gen- I genuinely, genuinely think this. Although I made that video to goad Sony people a little bit, I genuinely believe this stuff that I'm saying. No. Like, I can't believe it either. I never thought I'd say that. No, I'm, I'm on your side yeah. on that one. I, I, I'll co-sign that. I'll co-sign that for sure. <laughs> that's good to know. Rob, I don't think you've heard them, have you? Have you, have you? have you been in the same room as a pair of Beat Studios? I haven't, right? but yeah, just the fact that they fold down properly. That. What more do you need? Just wins, <laughs> wins for me. No replaceable batteries though, Rob. I know you're a fan of that. Yeah, I... I, I well, I mean, I'm just going to hold on to my Bang & Olufsen's until they die. <laughs> Wise. <laughs> Guys, I think we're getting to the end. Well, we're not. We're not at the end of the list at all. There's loads of stuff here, but um, that gives us more of an excuse to bring Ben back. I think because um, always really happy to this. be back, man. <laughs> You're lucky, Ben, because we, we, we've obviously hit two weeks of loads of stuff happening. So it's um, we are sometimes scrabbling around for things to talk about, Rob, aren't we? To a, to a degree, and we end up talking about like you know 80s kids TV shows and some very strange things, stuff. which actually is good fun. We'll do that next time. <laughs> Anyway, I'm going to go and try warm milk on my cereal. Yes, get in. Get in. See, it's, 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 this is Inception 2, people, if you're listening. <laughs> this is Inception 2. 
<laughs> <laughs> Cheers, guys. See ya. See ya, peeps.